Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I'm Jeremy Jordan alongside Banksy, who, like most of us, wouldn't want to tackle some of the big boys from the Utah Warriors. Check this out. You throwing yourself in there, Banksy? No, I'm easy to tackle. I like to go down and, and set that ruck clean. And, uh, you know, I always get good body position in the tackle. Uh, you know, I'm Paulie Lasique not in that list. I wouldn't want to tackle him. And I think, oddly, of everybody on that list, I think the one I want to tackle least is Tommy Tuaval. When he's, right? es- especially on those high kickoffs, when he takes that crash ball and just says, stop me, bud, I'm going to run straight. That might be one of the most fearsome things in MLR. Okay, for the podcast, homies, uh, you're like, you just played music. What was that? It was pictures of uh, some of the big boys, uh, Bailey and Lance and Tommy Tuavau and Ollie Khalifi, Saya Uhila. All of, those, all of those other Good guys, luck. give me that A gap in and around the ruck. I'll hit every single one of them. Tommy Tuavau with a Lay it back. Tommy, <laughs> yep, Tommy Tuavau with a full head of steam, though. <laughs> nah, bro, you know that one's going to hurt. Yeah, no, no thanks. We're on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, baby. Here's what's on the rundown. Let's go. MLR Draft Recap. We did a lot 90-minute live show, but we have not had enough of the draft. We're going to recap it. We're going to chat with one of the uh, picks, second-round pick, 18th overall. Greg Janowick will join us out of Tennessee. He's got those luscious locks. We'll see him in person. Plus, golfing with Tomasi Tonga. Spoiler alert, it doesn't go well. And Di- Dallas hires a new coach. So let's recap it. Uh, first round, Ty Coway, scrum half, cuts down. Utah trades out of the four spot banks. They go to nine. Uh, Ty Coway is in person to see this. He doesn't know he's actually going to be drafted by the Utah Warriors, but the scrum half national champion is the first pick by the Warriors, ninth overall. What do you think of the selection? I think it's a great selection. Uh, Ty is a big physical scrum half that I think complements what we already have in-house with guys like DC, guys like S- Niall Saunders. Even if you look at the, you know Michael, Michael Baska, who's been with the Warriors previously, there's been a lot of speed and turn of pace, but Ty brings that same speed of play and that pace at the breakdown with an extra dose of physicality at nine that I think is really exciting to watch. And uh, there was talk, uh, you know, from Brandon Sparks, the general manager. Oh, yeah, you see the physicality defensively there. Uh, another reason rugby's awesome. You got to play defense as well. Is that uh, he might be versatile in some other spots on the field. Um, so w- we'll see where they put him and where he fits best. But local kid, awesome to bring him back home to Utah. Obviously, from Orem went to Pleasant Grove High School, goes out to college in Pennsylvania, wins the national championship. Awesome. He's played sevens with Joe Mono and Mikey Teo, so he kind of knows what the Warriors are all about already. You know, when you already get a taste of that culture and you have familiar faces uh, on a new team, it makes it so much easier to just jump right in and get to work. So he's already going to be comfortable with some of the leadership core and the playmakers on this team. I expect Ty to really compete probably from day one and really push these guys to get better and better. Okay, 11th pick, just two picks later. Uh, Loose head prop, Gabe Kettering out of Lindenwood. Mighty Lindenwood, 6'3", 255. He was an eight-man in the center in high school. He's continued to beef up. He's a prop in college. He has totally just mailed it in academically with a chemistry major with a minor in math, philosophy, and engineering physics. He's barely even trying uh, in college. I kid, that's unbelievable. 
He's now in Ireland, by the way, getting some great experience, super physical. And uh, like Ty, he was at the Collegiate Rugby Shield. This is another guy at loose head. I mean, at six foot three and right around, I think, 250, 260 pounds. This is a guy that slots in perfectly at loose head. You know, he's not as broad or as, as, uh, as stocky as maybe your tight head props normally are. But this is a kid that can flat out play rugby and playing in Ireland right now with some of these elite programs that are there right now, Ireland rugby, obviously on the rise with big wins over the all Blacks, South Africa, Australia in as many months. Now uh, it's a really great place for an American kid to show up and turn heads and really kind of make a statement about where American rugby is. I can't wait to see him crack skulls with some guys. He's just a physical presence, which is super exciting. Okay, two picks in round one. To round two we go. 13 teams, 13 picks in each round, right? Round two, uh, the 18th overall pick, who we will chat with uh, in a couple of minutes. Greg Janowick, a lock out of Tennessee, 6'5", 260 from Barrington, Illinois. Utah had been tracking him for two years. They brought him to a pre-draft workout right before the draft. And to their surprise, he was 30 pounds lighter than when they last knew or saw him, which is incredible. I mean, just the the physical dedication to be able to do that and, and shed those pounds says a lot about his work ethic and where he's at mentally. Um, and he's a part of this class that's really had a tough time with COVID, losing entire seasons of play that these guys have managed to stay on radars to get attention. And uh, I talked with Brandon Sparks after the draft about him, and he had a lot of really incredible things to say. So I'm excited to talk to Greg. Okay, we've seen two of his three tries uh, in the first 18 minutes of the national championship game, by the way. That, that thing's a blowout because Greg Janowick cannot be stopped going into the try zone, which is awesome. Uh, as we're taking a look at uh, some of his experience here, the overthrow on the lineout, and then just fending fools into submission for extra meters. I mean, I like what I see here, which is great. Greg Janowick, the third pick uh, from the Warriors there in uh, first and second round. To round three we go. Uh, these are all, uh, I believe, via trade, uh, at least one of these third-round picks. Sam Buckley, tight end prop, Lindenwood, 6'1", 260, played with Gabe Kettering, of course, uh, in St. Charles, Missouri, there at Lindenwood, the Mighty Lions. Grew up in Northampton, England. He was in the Saints Academy. He's a physical guy and a guy that, for me at least, stuck out as one of the top forwards at the Collegiate Rugby Shield in July. You know, CRS was such a great showcase for so many of these players, and and Gabe and Sam, excuse me, is a really good example of kind of the development of the collegiate game and as well highlighting kind of the gap between where MLR is and where the collegiate game is. He's great and has been great at that level. He's got all the experience of playing through the Saints Academy. You see the big shove in that scrum there and now the line out with the big push here from the mall. He's a physical force, but to take that next step at only six one at about 260 pounds, He's going to probably have to bulk up a little bit more to compete at this level. But the good news is he has the rugby IQ already to play that tight head spot and to, to work his way around the rugby field physically to make an impact. I think he's got the frame as well. Like not everyone can, you know, fill out that frame or not. Right. So like, I, I think he can and hold that weight uh, and still maintain the speed, which is exciting. Uh, at, at one of the practices during the collegiate rugby shield, I was impressed by his intellect. He, was, he had some questions about certain uh, nuances of the game he was asking the coaches. I thought that he was, he, he was a heady player, uh, which, by the way, four of the five players participated in collegiate rugby shield, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and then last but not least, 33rd pick, John Dupree, flanker, Central Washington, 5'11", 215. Um, he, th this is a guy who is a physical force, 
who worked extremely hard and uh, a guy that really shot up the boards uh, after being kind of off the radar. He got on the radar and then ultimately was drafted. You know, and this is a guy that has all of those physical attributes that you want. I'd love to see him get a little more structured playing time, but when things break down and get sloppy, it's loose forwards like John Dupree that can really make a big difference on the game. He's only 5'11", 2'15". I'd love to see him get up into that kind of 230 range, put a little more meat on it. Not the biggest guy, so you're probably looking at somebody, hopefully, that can cover that open side flanker position for cap uh, as the season pushes, or at least push those guys through a selects and second side in like a scout team kind of situation. And that's the thing with Major League Rugby right now. You're not asking these picks to come in and start right away and have a massive impact. Although the Utah Warriors effectively used all three picks last year. And uh, while Tomasi Tonga wasn't a draft pick per se, it was a rookie, right? So young guys are still getting looks depending on the team. Connor Burns was one of the best rookies in the league. Emerson Pryor was tremendous. Uh, and then Joey Backey played se several games as well as backup hooker. So, these guys may play into the 23 more than we think. The hope is they don't have to. But, uh, you know, Elijah Hayes have, uh, starting to get in there a little more. It's been like two years. These guys are going to be solid additions to the Utah Warriors. It, will all five still be on the team and starting in a couple of years? Who knows? But I like uh, the idea of these guys coming in, getting development, and then some stick. And the ones that stick, they're going to have an impact. Well, and that's the thing about rugby really is experience is the greatest skill that you can have in our game. So the guys that are coming out of high school, while they might be athletically elite and they play through this college game and continue to gain that experience at 21, 22, 23 years old, they're still not at the peak of, of their rugby playing abilities. They need another three, four, five years of rugby development before their IQ can catch up with the physicality that they can bring to the game. And that's when you see the cream really rise to the top. So with guys like Elijah Hayes, with guys like Emerson Pryor, and even guys like Connor Burns, who've gotten a lot of playing time with the Utah Warriors, the emphasis has been more about developing them as a player first. And then if they need them, which we've learned in MLR, every team needs to be deep at almost every position. It's too long and too physical a season, the way that the American game has shaped up. These guys could very well see significant minutes. Okay, at the end of June, early July, the Collegiate Rugby Shield was held. This was a college rugby all-star game for prospects in the draft this year and the next couple of years. It was awesome. This is, was the inaugural version of this, and here's some of the numbers from this. 2,000-plus fans showed up, which was awesome. How about 250,000-plus viewers on FS1? We called this game super fun. Great to have that big of a crowd for a college rugby all-star game in terms of viewership. Amazing. 11 of the 39 picks came from the CRS and uh, it hosted 50 of the top college players. I think this thing is just getting started in my super biased opinion because obviously we're involved in it, but I'm very excited to see where this goes. And it was really fun to be uber familiar with a lot of these guys in the draft. Well, and I, you've seen it kind of be copycatted now with some other organizations and some other locations now because of the success of what we were able to do here in Utah with the CRS. And <laughs> and so obviously having that partnership with FS1 to expose not just these players, but this yeah. game to a nationwide audience is massive. And it was such a special event and one of the most fun rugby games that I've been able to watch in a really long time. It was great.
And uh, shout out to uh, Nick Colling and everyone involved with uh, Collegiate Rugby Shield. It was great. That uh, ends our recap of the five picks. Uh, stay tuned. In just a moment, we'll talk to Greg Janowick from Tennessee, the second round pick from the Utah Warriors. There's a great event going on this weekend, Warriors fans. If you want to come out and get some team gear, get involved with the Utah Warriors, we're going to have a merch booth out of the Polynesian Days Festival at Thanksgiving yeah. Point. It's going to be a great weekend. Look, the Jets are playing on Saturday night on the stage there. Oh, there's, really? There's there's food. There's dancing. There's there's merchandise and gear, obviously, from the Warriors and all the other vendors that you can buy. So stop in and see the four stripes for yourself. Put your hands on the gear that you like the most and be ready for 2023 when Major League season uh, when Major League Rugby returns. Okay, let's bring in uh, our guest today, Greg Janowick, uh, Utah Warriors rookie, second-round pick, 18th overall, 6'5", 260, out of Tennessee, who now joins us from Tennessee, question mark? You back home in uh, uh, Illinois? What's going on, I'm Greg? Back, How you yeah, doing, man? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in Chicago right now. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you, man. Now, that photo we just saw, was that 30 pounds ago? Uh, yeah, I think I played – I played the fall, I think, 300. And I think I weighed in last week at, like, 262. Wow. wow. That's uh-huh. incredible, man. So 38 pounds uh, less. What What did it take to shed that weight, and did you feel like you needed to get a little more fit ahead of the draft? Because I know the Warriors uh, pointed that out. They were very impressed by the difference in uh, uh, your fitness. Mm, 100%. I mean, it was a grind all – like, it started in December, and I wanted to keep on, like, all my muscle and strength that I had. That's, like, that's my brand, just being a big physical guy. Um, but, yeah, man, like, a lot of running, a lot of healthy eating, and, like, 38 pounds later, definitely a lot easier to move around the pitch. So, I'm happy I did it. Now, when did you find out that you got selected by the Warriors? When did you get that call from Coops and Sparksy? I found out when when all y'all found out. I had, a, I had an inkling. When, when I came down to visit here a few days before before the draft that maybe I was going to get picked by Utah, but, I mean, I found out when everybody else when everybody else found out. Brandon just called me about 15 minutes after for a quick quick little phone call. That's awesome, man. What was the reaction when you saw your name uh, on TV drafted? Oh, man. I mean, it was surreal. I was a – bu- a bunch of my friends were like, we used to have a party and this and this, but I was, I was so nervous. I just watched, I was flanked by my mom and my grandma, like the only two people I could watch with, um, which, like, <laughs> which like says a lot about how nervous I was. But when my name was called, I was like, I was freaking out. Like my phone was blowing up. I was like screaming. We watched out on like our screen porch and whatnot, but I was like shouting like my whole neighborhood could probably hear, but I mean, it was a blast. So you're in Illinois now. What's your time like, uh, timeline like for getting here in town and working with the boys? I know they uh, they get into camp here in like a month or two. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll just be there in a month, around about then. Nice. Uh, talk to us about playing at Tennessee and obviously the uh, iconic stripes uh, that kind of max the checkered end zone of uh, you know there in Knoxville with the football team. You guys won the national club championship, D1 in the fall. Just a just a dominating performance. Dude, three tries in the first 18 minutes? Did it feel easy? Yeah, I mean, it did feel easy, which which kind of bit us in the butt after that. I think I think we took like a 24 to 0 lead like with like 18 minutes of the game or something like that. I scored three times. 
And then I think the, I think the final score was like 31 to 36. Um, so we kind of got a little ahead of ourselves, but I mean, uh, it was it was just a crazy start to the game. Like I felt felt like unstoppable, but they kind of found their footing. But it is what it is. It was a good game. It was a lot of fun. What's it like what? to feel that unstoppable uh, in a game? Because that's something perhaps Bakesy has felt this. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was just unreal. It was there was a lot of nerves going into it because it was obviously the biggest game we've played most of us in our life. But I don't know. It was about it was just about turning it on. We did. We came out pretty hot. When we saw the the heads up play on your highlights as we kind of recap the draft, a couple of those from inside the 22 quick taps on penalties, and it just didn't look like anybody wanted to mark the big man. Like if they're not going to respect the A gap, take it all day, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> 265. Like once you get moving, pretty tricky to stop. Going to make what the game the line. What was the draft process like? Um, what was that prep for the combine in Denver? And then um, once once the deadline hit to sign up for the draft, I started getting calls from a few teams. Some would like go further than one call, but it was I mean it was an arduous process. It was it was pretty stressful, um, but I'm just glad I'm glad I got to fly out to Utah and meet everybody pre-draft, um, and I'm glad it turned out the way it did. So the draft experience in rugby is super unique to the game globally, but it's obviously something we're familiar with here in America. Mm -hmm. How would you compare the differences in the culture of rugby where it's the team first to an event like the draft where it's all about that individual recognition and getting your moment on the podium? Um, I mean, for me, I'm glad, I'm, I mean, I'm glad it was like that because um, like where I come from D1 AA, like we don't, we don't get a ton of eyes on us or like our team. So I was just happy to be up there and represent Tennessee. Hey, and winning a natty is uh, what it's all about. Have you ever been yeah, to Utah, important. Greg? Huh? Well, besides the, uh, sorry, besides the visit for the, uh, for the, for the pre-draft process. No, I'd never been out there before. Okay. So the one trip, which is great. Uh, what'd you think? Have you seen mountains like that before? I have. I was there. I was in uh, Denver uh, a little while back, but I mean, I love it. I, I love the outdoors. I like hiking. I loved hiking in the Smokies in Tennessee. Um, I'm a big kayaker, so I was I was pretty excited. What's the over under on how many here, times? <laughs> what's the over under on how many times you sang Rocky Top? Sang Rocky Top over under. <laughs> Do you guys? Did you guys carry over that tradition at Tennessee with to the rugby game, or did that just stay at football? It's got we, we yeah we sang it all the time at rugby. Whenever right. we scored on a home pitch, we play it. I don't know, probably. 800 times during my whole career <laughs> Tennessee. I mean, I don't know. That's awesome, Sing it dude. in your sleep, right? Sing it just exactly, uh, don't yeah. even need to think about it. It's muscle yeah. memory now. That's great. That's great. <laughs> We're talking to Greg Janowick out of uh, Tennessee. He's in, uh, back home in Chicago, uh, hanging out until mm -hmm. about a month from now when he'll join the team. Tell us about sort of uh, what you expect and, and are hoping for and have talked about uh, what this process might be like now that you're going to become a professional athlete uh, in Major League Rugby here in about a month and mm -hmm. what your life will be like. Really, um, I mean, I'm excited to be just like in a professional environment. Um, I talked to Joey Backey, who I played a little bit uh, in high school with. And um, but really, I'm just looking forward to learning like the, the pace of play is going to be obviously ramped up a lot. So I just want to I just want to come into camp and just be a sponge. You know what I mean? 
when there's a lot of tools to to learn from and work from here, obviously with the addition of Greg Cooper as the, the head coach, having Robbie Abel and uh, having Sean Davies here, there is a brain trust of incredible knowledge. Have you talked to anybody else on the team, specifically in like that forward pack and type five that you're going to be working with and kind of preparation for joining the team? Uh, I talked to Ollie and Paul a little bit when I flew out. But mainly, uh, I just talked to Joey because I had his number on file, of course, uh, from high school. And I was like, hey, man, what should I expect? You went through this last year. What uh, what did you do to prepare? What would you have done differently? Um, and it was a good conversation. Have you always had had the long, blonde hair like this? Like, what, always. T- tell always. me about I this think, look here. I mean, dude, I... Uh, I think it was like fifth grade last time I had last time I had short hair. I went for like the beaver look, I think, in high school, wow. and then um, and then I kind of came into the Thor look in uh in high school and that kind of stuff. Sparksy called you the That's Southern awesome. Thor coming straight out of yeah, Tennessee yeah, for the I, I draft. Get a lot. You know, there's you're gonna fit right in. There's a there's a lot of good hair on the team, so the expectation is yes. really high to to maintain the glorious locks. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Greg, I think you've got options. Lead, uh, lead singer of a metal band, uh, professional wrestling. Like you have, I think you have options. I think you're a talented right, dude. Like keep like a Thor stunt double. Like could have a career after that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're stoked to have you uh, with the Utah Warriors. Can't wait to meet you in person here uh, in about a month or so. Uh, best of luck with with kind of the off season here, and congratulations on getting drafted, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Greg Janowick, all the way from Chicago, joining Dub Nation today. We appreciate him taking the time. And Banksy, 38 pounds, man. That's not easy to do. That t- that shows his commitment to being a professional. And uh, Utah was impressed and rewarded in kind. So I got to have a, a brief recap of the draft with Brandon Sparks after it was all said and done and we were standing outside. And he was really high on the IQ level of somebody like Greg. Talked about some of the things that he does in game as part of his, uh, I guess, duties and responsibilities, especially at the set piece and the line out and some of the things that he's able to do. But then just like you said, the mental toughness to be able to commit to losing almost 40 pounds over the last few months is monumental. So that's a credit really to to his work ethic and, and his mental commitment to taking the next step as an athlete. That's awesome. Can't wait to watch you play. Obviously, Locke was a an area of concern uh, this year for Utah with Jamie Lane getting hurt early, and you have to put Thomas Tuva in that position. He's more of a flanker. He did a nice job. Uh, but, yeah, they, they addressed that in the draft, and they hope to uh, develop Greg Janowick. Out of Tennessee, national champ, he's, he's in it. Can't wait to meet him. That'll be great. And like you said, he's got that lettuce. He fits right in with this group, <laughs> right in with this group. Look, there's there's a core group of guys here that obviously have some fantastic head of hair. And a lot of those guys are really great about showing up for the fans and giving back to our community, which is what's going on this weekend. Dub Nation, if you're watching and you want your kids to be part of the Polynesian Days Clinic with the Utah Warriors, it is totally free for boys and girls ages 5 to 15. It's at Electric Park in Lehigh. It's right behind the museum. Super easy to get to from anywhere on the Wasatch Front. The clinic is September 3rd. That's this coming Saturday from 11 to 1. Go to polydaysclinic.warriorsrugby.com and get more info. Of 
course, the graphic is right there on your screen. Screenshot it, save it, whatever you want to do. Get your kids signed up, and uh, you never know who's going to show up to these events. Maybe Lance Williams with his incredible hair, Tommy Tuovao and the incredible Mississippi mud flap that he's rocking. You never know what's going to happen and what you could learn at these incredible Junior Warriors clinics. Mud slap or mud flap? What are we talking mud about? Mud flap. Here? The mud flap. Mud like flap. on your truck? I thought- the Mississippi mud flap. That makes sense because I was thinking mud slap feels weird. Although that could happen too if it's all sweaty and it's you're the, just the running Mississippi by mud flap, the the Kentucky waterfall. You know, there's you know there, there's a lot of different names for it. Beautiful so is, many. is is the word I would use to describe them all. It is it is uh, you know another word for it. Okay, so uh, yes, that's not a word, but I like it. Uh, yes, it is. So what are the guys, majesticalness? Uh, so what are the guys <laughs> up to in the off season? And why is it golf? Tomasi Tonga takes us to the course where it was all too relatable. I know I'm not going to hit them. Oh, geez. On the practice swing. See, it's that camera. I can't. <laughs> oh. I mean, it went, it went down the fair. It went straight. <laughs> nice. You see, most people, most people would think that was a bad shot. But really, he's just setting up for a nice, cool shot because he'll hit, hit it in the hole from there. I want to try to make this one. Let's hope for the best. Oh, geez. Mm. Most frustrating sport in the world. That's for sure. Oh, dang it. Oh, hey, that's not bad. Ricochet back in there. You know, sometimes it just matters about luck, you know? I mean, was I trying to hit that tree to make it go back? Doesn't matter. So what happened, all right? Great things happen to great people. Ooh! See? Oh! Oh, dang it. Proud of myself after that shot. Oh, jeez, wow. All right. Oh, mother... Ah! Oh! Sorry! My fault. Whew. All right. Who's up next? <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, Tomasi Tonga on the links, man. Yeah, just, am... just hitting in the crowd of people, over putting. Yeah, but he did, he did put into the uh, pin, but hey, you got to pull the pin there. Somebody's got to pull the flag pin. Uh, I am not a great golfer. But after seeing that footage, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that should the Warriors ever put a golf squad together, I would not be the worst golfer on that team. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Masi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mas. Don't get mad. <laughs> so Masi is coming for you. Okay, let's end with news and notes. The Dallas Jackals have uh, named a new head coach. It is uh, Augustine Cavalieri, who is uh, was born and raised in Argentina. But as uh, you know, uh, his his now home country of Italy, uh, he's the U twenty Italy forwards coach. So this is uh, a new guy in the league and a new coach. We've had seen this with a couple of different teams. Obviously, the Utah Warriors, one of them with Greg Cooper. Uh, what do you think of the new Dallas Jackals head coach? I think getting somebody with that kind of international experience that he had, uh, and obviously his international team experience not just as a coach but as a player as well this is a guy that's really going to have the respect of the locker room walking in on day one so that's exciting and when you think about the history of the Dallas Jackals uh where they're still looking for that elusive win right they're looking to turn the corner and they're looking to take another step up 
in in their game. They played a lot of great rugby, and this is a guy that's going to give them, I think, the structure enough that they need to be creative in those key moments to really put them over the edge and be uh, a very competitive side in 2023. So they've got a, a new head man, and uh, certainly there will be a pair of games coming up with Dallas and uh, the new head coach uh, later in 2023, uh, we're in the off season. Some people have been like, hey, when does the season start? I go, February. Uh, we've got a minute. And it's going to be okay. <laughs> but you got to show up and be there for it. Just count on it right around Valentine's Day, you guys. All right? That's when all the news will break of the schedule, the games, and everything. Just know that rugby's in our heart just like your loved ones on Valentine's Day. If you, It's why our colors are red, okay? It's the color of love. It's- it's why I'm wearing red. It's a rare see? appearance of the red. <laughs> if you're ready to see your Utah Warriors in action for uh, MLR season 2023, it's time to get your season tickets right now, baby. The best home field advantage in all of Major League Rugby is Zions Bank Stadium with Dub Nation in attendance. Call 801-477-7652. That's 801-477-7652. Book your tickets. Pick your seats. Rock the four stripes. Be there in the red and black. Seven out of the ten best attended major league games in 2022 were at Zions Bank Stadium with Dub Nation. So be part of the action and don't miss out. Absolutely. Ah, so fun every stinking time. Okay, that's it for us. Reminder, we're every other week in the offseason. In season, we're every week. So uh, we'll still bring you uh, conversations with uh, players, coaches, draft picks, and whatnot throughout the offseason. There's going to be a little bit of news here soon uh, with the Utah Warriors with a, a staff member, so we're excited about that. Uh, and then there will be player signings throughout the fall and kits and schedules and lots to talk about. And then, uh, you know, soon enough, they'll, they'll talk about what's going on with the Utah Selects, uh, which has always been exciting to see how many players kind of make it to the senior squad and go kind of a, kind of a different situation this year which is going to be exciting we'll tell you about that coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, of course follow the utah warriors on social media so you get the latest then we'll break it down on dub nation later so that'll do it for greg janowick from chicago mason benson billy the producer and banksy i'm jerem jordan go warriors